Hello again, everybody. This is Pastor Mark, and I am joined again by Pastor Nathan. Hey, everybody. And uh, we are here to just continue to talk about what will gospel communities look like this fall, and how can you all as gospel community leaders or people that are just very interested in gospel communities at Creekside, um, what will it look like for us to um, step into these with intentionality, with refined purpose, refined clarity, simplicity, and I'm excited about that. One of the things we wanted to talk through and what we'll spend this short episode talking about is uh, what does it look like to have discipleship present in a group when what we've just said is that we're pulling the sacred space out of uh, what it means to be a gospel community. So just to recap briefly, we've been saying gospel community is all about gospel community. And so we're trying to simplify and say it is a community of people that's living together. Also, the, the, a group of people that is shaped by the gospel accepting the call of the gospel to be sent to our friends and neighbors, um, caring for each other in the environment of a family doing kind of meal-based gatherings together. And so the challenge is the gospel community should look like probably at least a couple of times a month we're getting together around a table to share a meal and to discuss and talk about what's happening in our lives, how are we growing, where do we need to be challenged, and to be able to invite people into that. So what does discipleship look like in that space? Um, And so since in the past, many of our groups have also had a strong Bible study component, and um, and there's nothing that we are trying to do to diminish the Bible study content at Creekside Church. So I want to go on record saying, as a pastor, I heartily believe in Bible study. So does Nathan. And yep. uh, we, we are here saying that is so important. Um, but we, do, we just want to clarify and simplify what does it mean to be a gospel community. And so if we're not meeting officially as a gospel community to do Bible study as our main thing, um, how do we maintain discipleship in that? So the way we'll address this, I want to just put two things on the table um, that I think are always going to be there that are going to be really important for us to keep in mind. What I what I want is not for all of our ministries to um, stack on top of each other, overlapping, doing the same things, um, fighting for the same, like, we're all doing the exact same thing together. Um, I want our ministries to complement each other. So when we do something on Sunday morning, I want us to trust that that's going to be a great thing we can enjoy doing grow in. Um, our Bible studies don't have to be the exact same thing as what happens on Sunday morning. And our gospel communities don't have to be the exact same thing as what happens in our um, discipleship groups, Bible study groups. And so two things that are always going to be on the table. One is we have Nurture. Nurture is our women's ministry. It is thriving and has been for years. And it is such a great place for women to come, um, use their gifts, hear the word of God from each other, discuss it around their tables. And so there is there is discipleship. There is biblical depth, there's worship, all those things are happening in our nurture ministry. The hub of it is on Thursday mornings, and they're they're launching again this fall. And uh, the, the hub is on Thursday mornings, there's some childcare for that, but also um, they have study times available outside of that as well. So I want us as gospel community leaders, one of the things is we think through how do we disciple our groups? If the main thing we're doing is meal-based, how do we get into the Word together? I want us to lean on other valuable resources in the church like Nurture and say there's a lot of women in each of our groups that would be blessed to do a, to do a Nurture study that then become more gospel-shaped in the context of our gospel communities because they're being invested in in the, con- in the context of Nurture. Um, similarly, we have a men's ministry. And, um, and we're, we're kind of relaunching that more aggressively than the women are relaunching Nurture. That's been 
proven to work well. We're trying to step it up even in the realm of men's ministry um, and sticking with uh, men's Bible studies that have already been rolling, but also um, adding some other groups and trying to just, you know, get ways for guys to connect with each other, but also to be digging into scripture. And so both of those things are going to be on the table at any moment. Um, we're going to have a, a fall session and a spring session always with both of those. And, um, and I just want us as gospel community leaders to say, okay, men's ministry, nurture, those are there. I can, I can plug my people into it. I can point my people to it. And there's amazing things happening in both of those spaces that we can trust to kind of help our people dig deeper into discipleship. So there's one thing. Um, another one I want to just hand off to Nathan and ask, we've been talking about um, what does it look like to bring discipleship then into the context of our gospel communities. So um, Nathan, share some insights with us on what that could look like. Yeah, as Mark and I have been talking about the gospel communities and the main aspect of them is to build relationships. And a key aspect of discipleship is relationship. You can't have a discipleship relationship with somebody without first building connection with them, without first being intentional and building a friendship. We see this throughout the gospels. Jesus asks people to follow him and they follow him and he doesn't automatically just start going, okay, well, here's everything the father told me. No, he wants to build a relationship with them. He sits and eats with them. He talks with them. He gets to know them. And so the gospel communities are that place for us to build relationship with one another, but then they're also a space for us to go, man, uh, Jimmy in our group is really struggling you know what? I need to come alongside him and pray for him. Maybe I should ask him out to coffee. Maybe I should ask him out for lunch and then go from there and direct them to like, man, you know what? Maybe you should talk to Mark. Maybe you should talk to Nathan, but you're that first person. Remember, you have that title of pastor of your discipleship group or of your gospel community, I mean, and you're discipling the people that come there. And so you're the first line and you could take people out. You can explain to them, hey, you know what? Like we're here for you. Let's pray together. But it starts first with the relationships that you're building in your gospel community. Man, that is really good. I, I think of a few people in the context of my gospel community that I would look to and say, these are spiritually mature people. They're people that I want to see replicated in our group and in our church family. And so um, I can think of coming to those few people, few guys, few ladies, and saying, um, hey, would you help me uh, this semester, this year, invest in the discipleship of our group? Who who here are you seeing like that? So then it's so then it's our you guys all as our gospel community leaders investing in. I think that's vital and I it is a time commitment, but it's the kind of thing that you can do that fits your life rhythms, right? So if mm-hmm. you've got time for coffee in the mornings, um, a coffee a week with somebody, um, for a, for a set period, you know, like, Hey, this fall or this month or something, um, to dig in to what's really going on in someone's life is such a great investment of your time. If you can squeeze in a work lunch, if you can squeeze in a phone call on your commute, if you can get together in the evening for a drink or something, um, that those kinds of things fit your life rhythms, um, regardless of what your life stage is. Um, it's hard to get everybody's schedule aligned. It's usually pretty easy to get two people's schedule aligned. Yes. And that can sound intimidating, honestly, being like, wow, so the church is relying on me to disciple people. Honestly, it sounds intimidating and it can be intimidating, but if you continually point people to Jesus, Mm -hmm. you're doing something right. And it's okay to admit if somebody sits down with you and tells you like this crazy story 
sometimes the best response is no response. Yeah. Just sitting with the person and telling them that they're loved and that Jesus loves them and praying for them. That is the best response you can have. If somebody asks you a question and you have no idea how to answer it, honestly, that happens to me all the time. It's okay. Just say, you know what? I don't know the answer, but I'm going to try to figure it out. Look, maybe we should study this together. Let's jump in together and do this. It's just like I keep coming back to that relationship side, building relationship with one another. Yeah, that that is so beautiful. I think the obstacles to this are... Uh, I don't have enough time, and and that's that's legitimate. So if you if you legitimately are too busy to do that, that that's okay. I'd say talk to the Lord about that. Talk to your family about that. Maybe there's some things you can shift in this season or a future season to give yourself more time to do that. I also think often we have more time than we think we do. Um, I, I have done a lot of 5:30 a.m. coffee meetings with with guys, and um, it's always hard, but it's always rewarding too. There's always a little more time there than you think. Um, but I'd say another obstacle is exactly what Pastor Nathan was saying, which is um, you feel like I don't know what I would say. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a curriculum to teach someone. So, on that front, man, we have some great curriculums for you guys. If you go to our uh, Gospel Community Toolbox on the website, um, if you click under, I believe it's under list, the Listen tab, um, just because it's. It's kind of there with the other like resources that we offer. But under Listen, there's a, a tab that drops down that says Gospel Community Toolbox. And we have listed there a whole bunch of different curricula that you can use that are all dis- discussion-based. And so you don't have to know everything, but you can kind of sit down, read. It gives you discussion questions. So you can you can say, look at somebody else and say, hey, would you like to go through follow with me? And, um, and it's there. It's ready for you. Um, but on the flip side, I think just, just saying there's that. So you don't need to know everything. You can use a tool and it'll help you. But the other side is I think just what, what Nathan was saying, like to, to sit down and say, let's just have an agenda of what are like two or three things that are really like pressure points in your life that I can be praying for you for. And if, if that is your meeting is like really digging into what's really happening in your lives and praying for each other, that is going to carry so much yardage for the kingdom. Like that mm-hmm. is just such a huge important thing. And that's, that is discipleship for sure. Um, I think that along those lines, you're going to uncover, um, uh, counseling needs, psychological needs, um, all kinds of things like that. That happens at times. It doesn't happen all the time, but it happens. Um, and here's, here's the pastoral secret. I was taught in seminary that I had to counsel everybody myself uh, Nathan was taught in seminary that that isn't how pastors are supposed to function. Um, and I think, I think that the, the truth is like right in there, like it, there's things I can do as a pastor to help people process stuff. So if you, and, and Nathan as well. So if you come up with a, a situation, man, we'd love talking and helping people in our church. We're doing it mm-hmm. all the time and we would love to do that. So hand somebody to us, uh, maybe the th- three of us could meet together. You know, you, you could sit down with the person you're discipling and one of us as pastors, we could have a three person conversation. We could talk directly to that person, but beyond that, we're often referring people to counselors in our community, um, professional trained counselors that can do it on an ongoing basis. Um, we as a church will make resources available to help people, um, you know, shoulder some of the burden of the cost of that. And, um, and so just, just know, like, don't be scared. There's not anything that you're going to uncover that you won't be able to be helpful to them in, which doesn't mean you're going to solve their problem. It just means being that person in the trenches with them, that's a huge help. It's a blessing. Pointing them to the Lord in that, that's a huge help and blessing. And then finding the resources 
And then, you know, if there is a, like Nathan was saying, if there's a question or a thing that comes up, man, I don't know the answer to that. Um, Nathan and I have done a lot of study, so maybe we will know a few other things that you haven't been as familiar with, but also there's tons of things that we don't know. And, uh, mm-hmm. But one thing that we are, I think, good at is finding resources that will help you answer. And so yeah. ask us anything, man. Ask, ask Nathan about the pre-tribulational rapture and how that applies to your <laughs> life. Um, he'll talk about it. Um, I, there's nothing that you can't just like bring to us and that we wouldn't be able to like help you process through like, okay, what would be a helpful resource if that's the like itch that needs scratching? We can help with that kind of stuff. So this is uh, getting into weird territory with that, um, with getting into like specific details of some of these things. But I want to also just bring up, so again, the group, you guys are shepherds for your gospel community. You're trying to get a community that's living together in gospel saturated ways, reaching out to the, um, like believing and unbelieving people around you, inviting people in from church, inviting people in from your neighborhood, um, but keeping kind of discipleship. It's, it's, it's there, but it's not necessarily... It, like the Bible study part of it does not have to be what your group does when you meet together. I think we yeah. want to just unburden you of that um, that thought of, okay, but what are we doing to study the Bible? There are a lot of th- ways that we can, that we are trying to get people at Creekside studying the Bible. And that might look like that individual discipleship with you or other trusted people in your group are doing. It might look like connecting them to a nurture group or a men's study. But the other thing that I want to just address is some of your groups have had really great success and have for years with doing like a sermon-based discussion group. And, um, and I, I have zero desire to, to quench those and to stop that. Um, you guys are doing it, whether we say do it or not, because you see the value in it. And so what I want to say is, um, even though we're kind of changing the definition a little bit and trying to clarify and simplify what it means to be a gospel community, man, if you like getting together with these people and talk about the sermon or talk about a book of the Bible or whatever, um, do it like that. Like you're going to get nothing but, um, prayer from me in, in, uh, just God work through that and support and everything. So there's no, there's nothing in us that's trying to push us away from that. We're just trying to, um, clarify and simplify what does it mean to be a gospel community? And, um, and man, when people are gathering to study the word together, to Mm. process what's in the sermons, to challenge each other on, that's a good and a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, we just want to unburden all the leaders of saying, okay, I have to create these social gatherings and I have to create these study gatherings and I've got to prep for two to three to four things. It can feel like a lot and we want to simplify what we're calling everybody to. Yeah, I also think that it doesn't mean that one group's better yeah. than another. That's no, good. it's we need both groups, but in different areas. And I mean, just like Jesus would sit and teach in the synagogues, he would also preach on mountains, but he would also sit and have meals with people where he wasn't teaching. He was just being with them. Yeah. And I think that we miss those parts of the gospel where Jesus is literally just sitting with people and eating meals or at a party or like at a wedding. And he's not sitting there and saying, okay, in Genesis, this is what happened. No, he's sitting and just living life with people. And we as Christians are called to be followers of Jesus. And in my opinion, we we need to do both. And so I love what Mark's saying and the fact that like, no group's better than another. It's just that they're two separate things. And that's completely okay because we see the two separate things in Jesus' life. Yeah, that's really good. And I, I think, too, just keeping in mind the, um, 
if you're, if you're feeling stuck and you're feeling like, okay, I know this person needs some discipleship or I know my whole group needs a marriage study because we have a bunch of marriages that are struggling or something, um, that's your shepherding instincts kicking in and saying, I'm sensing this for my group. If you're stuck and don't know then what your next step is, um, please talk to Nathan or myself. We're, we're literally here for this and would love to help you brainstorm what could be a, a, a way to achieve the desired result for your group. Because um, the discipleship of your group is it's literally what we're about as pastors, as the church is just saying, hey, we are a family, you know, and I think Creekside in a big picture sense is a collection of littler families, which are your gospel communities, which are our discipleship groups, our men's groups, our nurture groups, all those kinds of things come together to form the family. And so we just want to help you be able to process it. So if you, if you, if that's your instinct, don't be worried. Don't be afraid. Don't think, oh, they don't want us doing Bible studies. No, we want to help you process all of it and help you think through what are the next steps. Um, and, uh, and I would just say then from there, like a lot of creativity in what it looks like. So for me in the last season of our gospel community, um, I did not have, I've often had a men's group running that I, that I was sort of involved with or leading. Um, and there was a lot of discipleship for the guys. We'd meet early in the morning and go through, um, our 12 study. And that was a great way to bring some discipleship to it. The last season of my gospel community, I didn't have a guys group going. Um, but what ended up happening is I ended up getting a, I'm going to say a Bible study, but you can't see it. I'm using quotation marks uh, for that with my neighbors, with my my neighbors who a couple of them go to church, but a couple of them don't and they go to other churches. And we just get together once a month. And um, I've shared this in, on Sunday before, so I can say it here too. We smoke pipes together, and uh, which makes us just insanely intellectual. It's amazing how that happens. And um, and we And the topic is not Bible verse. The topic is not... Um, Christianity or Jesus, the topic is we, we kind of just, we fell into this. It just happened, you know, so I'm not prescribing this even, but we just fell into, um, we want to talk about something serious, um, something that matters, something that's deeper than what we normally do, that we all agree that that's the case. There's about seven of us now. And, um, and it has been a Bible study, like really for me, it has been digging in, going deeper, sharing what's going on in each other's lives. And then I'm there, they know I'm a pastor. I say, Hey, you expect the pastor to say this, but I I'll share, um, a parable. I'll share a section of scripture. I'll share something and say, that's, that's how I see it. And other guys weigh in on how they see it. And, but it's, it's been like, it's been a really cool, uh, Bible study that I've never found a curriculum for, and I've never found a church program for, but it's exactly what my non Creekside neighbors needed. Mm-hmm. It's been a blessing to me as well. And so I would just say, keep your eyes open to not just what have you done in the past, uh, though that's helpful, not just what curriculums do we have, even though we want to help you find those things, but just even asking the question of, okay, who, who do I want to go deeper with in this season? And what would be the thing that they would actually find life doing? Um, my neighbors are not ready to do, you know, a study of James with me, um, but they like smoking pipes and talking about stuff that matters. And it's been a blessing to me as well. So um, I think creativity is a great thing in this season, but don't uh, sometimes we all have that kind of uh, creative block and you, I don't know, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm not sure, man, we're here to help you with all that. So we're excited. Um, we are praying for you all this fall. We'll keep um, in touch with you guys. I, as topics come up, we will keep recording some of these training sessions. I think this is just a great way to kind of put a training session where you're at without having you needing to get it on the calendar. Um, but beyond that, what 
Nathan and I and the elders are intent on doing this year is we want to be connecting with you guys. And some of the training is going to look a little more personalized as we kind of sit down with you and we ask questions like, hey, how's it going with your specific group? How can we be helpful to you guys in that? We've said some of it here, um, but so much of it just comes down to what specifically are you wrestling with and how can we jump in and help? We're looking forward to it. Nathan's going to have um, a baby. What was recording this right now? He's having the baby any minute. Any day. Apparently, Mark thinks today. So I called it today. It's not going to happen. Um, but anyway, he's going to be uh, on family leave for about a month, and we're thrilled for you know he and Heidi to be there, and then he'll be back on the scene. I'll be kind of helping us get rolling with um, what we're doing in the gospel communities this fall, and I will always be involved to the extent that it's helpful. Um, but Nathan's going to be just making sure, keeping that eagle eye on what's happening and how you guys are doing. So we love you guys. We're praying for you, and I'm excited to see what God does as we get this thing rolling once again. Amen.